Welcome to the Pack the House Show, where we have conversations about sharing your faith as you walk through life with others. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Pack the House. My name is Andrew Osborne and I'm joined once again by Aaron Davis and Pastor Jason Tabor. Yep, I'm in Pastor Luther's office today, so, you know, feeling powerful. Fancy. Oh, fancy. Mm-hmm. I, can, I can still, feel it. Is it still Pastor Luther's office, even though he retired? He moved into it. Oh, okay. So it is his office. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So, uh, we are finishing up our series on cancel, or sorry, on uh, Christ and culture. Christ and culture. Not cancel culture. Yeah. That was a few weeks ago. We already did finish that one. We did that one. <laughs> All right. So, we're finishing up. Christ in, in, and culture. And this week we talked about uh, the need to fit in. Uh, so <clears throat> as we're looking at what it means to be someone who feels like they need to fit in, uh, first of all, what, how, should we, um, how should we react to someone who says they, they just don't feel like they fit in? That's a really broad question. <laughs> good thing I know the outline, so I know where okay, you. Okay. you set it up. So. I, yeah, good thing I set the outline, so I know where you were going with it. <laughs> um, so, as usual, as is my style, what I what I said to Aaron and Andrew before we started recording is I uh, there's a there's a do not and then a do uh, for me, um, and the do not we'll start with because that's again my style. Uh, it, there's do not a risk. say get over it. <laughs> do not say get over it. Yeah, um, that's that sounds hard. <laughs> Actually, you could say that, but don't stop there. <laughs> Darn. So the thing that came into my head uh, as I was listening to the sermon, as I was thinking about this, there's a particular type of response uh, that, that that Christians do um, that just strikes me as not helpful. Um, which is kind of I, I titled it in my notes the kind of Jesus Jesus is my friend. Um, type of response or right. you know the the idea that I, I kind of have everything I need in Jesus um, that is a, a true theological statement and yet um, it certainly needs some unpacking um, so we're here on pack the house to unpack the statement <laughs> <Ooh. laughs> it's, <been> <laughs> um, it's a true theological statement I, I have everything I need in Jesus but uh, for those among us who are not yet followers of Jesus, and especially as it relates to the specific idea of um, being connected to others, it it definitely needs some unpacking. Um, mm-hmm. Am I going to monologue here? You guys want to jump in? Yeah, well, I'll let well, you keep talking if you want. <laughs> I was actually going to say, so like, I mean, because it is true, like Jesus is my best friend, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's true, because I he's the only person that can literally tell everything to, you know, like even my husband, who's my best friend on earth, Right. I can tell him stuff, but he has reactions like, you know, best friend, not yet resurrected. Exactly. (laughs) So he has reactions. Right. So like I might tell him something that might like make him angry. Whereas like if I tell Jesus stuff, like I'm very confident that, you know, it's going to be received well. Right. right. But especially to like a non-believer, that's not that's not they don't even know Jesus. That's not in their realm. It's not what they're asking for in that conversation. Exactly. Um, Exactly. The thing that I that I also mentioned earlier that I want to put out here is, especially around this topic, um, you know, as we think about how do these sermons relate to the people around us or how do we relate them to the people around us, uh, this one I think is really, really um, 
easy to do um, because loneliness is a, an epidemic among us. Um, For sure. And I, could, I, I read the articles. I'm sure those who listen also read the articles. You, you may even feel it. Uh, I certainly feel it from time to time in my life. Um, one of the things that drives me to meet my neighbors, and I have the resolution this year to make a new friend, you know, I forget what number I said. One of the things that drives that is that I, I want friends. <laughs> it isn't purely about sharing my faith. I also want to be sharing my faith with those I'm friends with, but I want friends. I, I feel the loneliness that a lot of other people feel. Um, and so that's a, a huge, I would say, I would say most of the people that you, you spend your day with, whether it's coworkers, whether it's other parents, uh, whether it's people who live near you, uh, they are longing for connection, uh, especially if they're young, uh, they're longing for connection. Yeah. And I think that that's like real important, especially like where we are in life. Right. Mm -hmm. Because like like, especially with like us right now, like it is like, we are just, we're at softball every night. We've got swim lessons. Like we've got a million things going on. And so sometimes it's hard to make those so, like connections. And can right? I, can I make a just, point like, about have, that? Yeah. You're surrounded by other parents. Yes. Right. Totally. You're and I do. I, you're surrounded I by people and yet it, without right. the connections. So, so well, actually I do make the connections, but I know sure. that some of the other parents like they're hesitant to and so i'm usually the person that like just does but i'm like we're sitting at practice anyway we might as well talk right right but i mean honestly like i know where they're at because in my brain it's like i'm sitting at softball but i'm thinking about what i'm making for dinner i'm thinking about how to get them to bedtime what homework they have for tomorrow like it's not like you're just sitting down and like connecting mm -hmm. with people and it's just because of the stage of life we're in yeah, but well, but every stage of life has that. If you're if you're an elderly person, it's because you're you're probably physically alone, um, right? Physically isolated. If you're a young person, it's because many of your relationships are digital. Um, yep. Every stage of life has has the barriers that prevent connection, and so loneliness is a big deal. And I will also say, um, for purposes of this conversation, loneliness is a spiritual issue, a spiritual need. Um, so two things. Number one, if you are a, a person like Aaron who is at swim practice and soccer, I guess soccer is over, but um, or even even at the park with the kids, um, have that have that set of eyes, the set of eyes that says the parent who's sitting here, who is constantly surrounded by other people, may nevertheless <laughs> feel deeply disconnected. Um, so as we talk about building connections and building making relationships and sharing faith when you want to be like Aaron does and, 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 you know, make that first move and, and, and reach out that sometimes we feel like we're going to be an imposition. We're going to, we're going to annoy somebody. I'd bet, I'd bet my, my paycheck that that person, you know, I'll do it. Uh, <laughs> somebody told my wife, <laughs> but I'll bet, I'll, I'll bet good money that the person who, who sits next to you at swim practice and you're, you're asking yourself, you know, should I, should I, make a conversation should i should i make a comment should i make that first move or will they be annoyed i bet good money the answer is no they're going to be really excited about it because they want it uh, well, so and i think that's that's, that's thing what number I've one go across, ahead that's what i've come across too is that they don't know they're missing that do you know what um, i mean like, like say more. i don't think i agree okay so like especially in the stage of life i am right we are so jam-packed that it's hard to recognize that we're lonely, 
or that so we I'm, haven't talked to another parent or that we haven't made a connection. Right? So I might know that something is off, but I don't necessarily label it as exactly. loneliness. Exactly. Exactly. And so a lot of times, like I'll start talking to people and then they just like open up because they realize they haven't really talked to somebody. At in least an so adult. Long. Right. Yeah, like, especially another adult. But yeah, and so and a lot of times I do annoy people. I mean, I annoy you a lot of times. <laughs> no, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, but like, I think that that like, first, don't get awkward, yeah. <laughs> I think that first awkwardness, right, if you can get past that, right, and it, not just small talk, but if you can just get past that awkwardness, it always it always leads to something better you know yeah, and i would say one way that helps me get past the awkwardness is that thought in the back of my head that says this person probably looking for this yeah mm -hmm. yeah I, I think that's a good thing to think through because there's a lot of times where i take my son to baseball practice and someone starts talking to me and in my head i'm thinking like oh i i don't have the energy for this right now but right. like you're saying jason like they're probably talking to you because they are lonely and they are looking mm -hmm. for someone to reach out to them right uh, so how can we be the people that they can feel comfortable talking to? And guess what? If you're sitting there at baseball practice or swim, swim lessons or whatever it is, you already have the common ground. Mm -hmm. You're both doing baseball. Um, so that piece is taken care of as well. Uh, the other thing I wanted to say, uh, you know, this is a spiritual question, a spiritual need. Um, the, the person who talked to Andrew at baseball practice probably doesn't name it as a spiritual need. Um, right they're not looking for uh, like Bible verses or <laughs> church things or what we might call spiritual, but there's a need that they have. And it's certainly something that, that, that our faith speaks to and that Jesus speaks to. It's a spiritual question, whether they see it that way or not. So that's just, again, something to, to keep in mind as you're in that interaction, um, that there, there's a spiritual component to this. So when we talk about having faith conversations and looking for opportunities to have faith conversations, that's one of them, um, because the thing that they're that the thing that they're feeling, the thing that they're needing, is a faith thing, is a spiritual thing. So that brings us back then to like what that do not do uh, response was, because as I said, it's a spiritual question, it's a spiritual need, um, it is something that that is answered by or for us is answered by faith in Jesus. And, and Aaron made a good point about uh, one of the ways that works is, right, I can, I can kind of say anything to Jesus. Um, you know, he's there with me, he promises to, to do that. <laughs> I can bring the cares, the concerns, the joys, the sorrows, whatever to him. Um, there are many ways that, that faith in Jesus speaks to or answers that, that need for connection. Uh, but there are many ways that it doesn't, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, even in Genesis, God was there with Adam, but he still said it's not right for man to be alone. So we gave That's a great point. Mm -hmm. partner with him. Yeah, literally God was walking there with him, and yet he needed a human. <laughs> yeah. And so that's a great point. Um, and so, again, as I said, what we want to be careful of is kind of Jesus is my friend. Um because He's also God, he, he well, things. It's different. Yeah, because that's not what your friend is looking for. The, the person at baseball, the person at, at swim lessons is not looking for go and pray to Jesus. Right. Yeah, that'll work. Maybe <laughs> Well, yeah. pr prayer works. Prayer is powerful, but that person is looking for a genuine human connection. Yeah. Um, 
So there's lots of ways that we can bring in my relationship with Jesus speaks to this uh, need that I also feel. One of the ways I satisfy this is through my relationship with Jesus. But also one of the ways, a big way that I satisfy it is through my relationship with other people. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know if that made any sense of kind of what I'm, yeah. there's a specific like type of church person I'm, I kind of have in my head <laughs> that, I'm, that I'm trying to avoid here. Um, yeah. I don't know if it made sense. So I, was, I was actually thinking about just the fitting in piece, right? Because mm-hmm. that was the sermon, right? And I've, I mean, I've been come across a lot of friends where it's like, I don't, I don't fit in anywhere. Like literally that's what they say, right. Mm -hmm. To me. And like, they, they're not doing momming, right. You're like, right. Like I don't fit in with all these other moms or I don't fit in with the softball parents or I don't fit like, and I always just, like, I feel like I offer them a place to fit. You know what I mean? By just Or a place where they don't to, to, to pick up a little bit on what you were saying before we hit record here. offer them a place where they don't need to fit. Right. Like they're exactly the way they are. And I'm going to yeah. accept them exactly the way they are. They don't need to like put on airs or a mask or anything like mm-hmm. that just to hang out with me. You know yeah. what I mean? So Pastor that, Kevin, I mean, who listens to this sometimes shared a book with me recently. Um, I'll plug it for him. It's called habits of the home. Um, great book. You'll probably hear more from him about it later, but certainly recommend it. Uh, one of the things that I'm only partway through it. Um, one of the things that stuck out to me so far was the difference between uh, hospitality and entertaining. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the way that he plays that, or the author's a he, the way that he plays that out is um, if I'm entertaining someone in my home, then the home has to be spotless. The food has to be great. The kids have to be well-behaved. The experience has to be thrilling. Um, you can't come to my house. Well, they, no, that's the point. Um, yeah. <laughs> hospitality is different. Hospitality means the house is the way the house is. The kids do what kids do. Uh, the, yeah. food, the food, I'll use my own experience. Part of the food came out of a bag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so same thing that's happening here, right, is um, the same dynamic is true. We can be the people where you don't have to be the best soccer or the right soccer mom. Um mm-hmm. Or the one who had, you know, who you can show up in your, your, what do you call the jogging pants? Uh, <laughs> leggings? Yoga leggings. pants? Yeah, you, okay. your yoga pants. Yeah, yeah. You can show up in your yoga pants with your hair down. I'm not um, going to do that. <laughs> it's okay. For, yeah, not for you. Um, <laughs> but that, that same kind of distinction where, like, I want to be the person where you don't have to have it all be perfect. And that's yeah. okay. Yeah. Um, so that's one thing, I think. The other are we good there? Yeah, yeah I, I was going to say, go I was going to say one more thing that I think letting people see your messes kind of makes them a little bit more apt to feel like, oh, okay, like I can fit with you. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like yeah. if people are playing the comparison game, which happens a lot in mom communities, right? Everybody's better than me, which makes me seem more appealing to be friends with, you know? <laughs> yeah, we I'm have cool a... With we have good friends that like their house is always immaculate and like everything is put together oh. in the right spot and yeah. it looks perfect. And there's a lot of time for like, uh, we, we can't hang out with them because, or we can't have them over because they're going to judge right. the way our house looks. Mm-hmm. And then yes. we have friends who their house looks like our house and we're like, oh, they won't care. <laughs> yeah. And exactly. what is true, again, this comes out of the same book and it resonated with me a lot. Um, 
you know, I've never been in anybody's home and said, I'm the same way. I was raised this way. If I have people over, I'm cleaning for like, like the full day. (laughs) (laughs) The cleaning lady's coming. We got to (laughs) clean. Right. Well, (laughs) so that's me. At the same time, I've never been in somebody else's home and said, they really should have cleaned this better. Yeah, totally. It's perfectly fine. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was in, <laughs> I was in a couple, I mean, as long as there's not like bugs crawling around. <laughs> right, exactly. But if it's reasonably tidy, then. Oh, there's kid toys. Enough. You must have kids living mm-hmm. here. Gross. Right. Gross. So like we, we don't apply this. I, I don't know why I don't apply that standard to myself. When <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's usually we, how it is. Can we shift gears a little bit here or more to yeah. say on this topic? I'm good. Uh, because as we think about um, those who are who are who are connected with want genuine human connection, maybe before they want a spiritual Jesus connection, uh, mm-hmm. it struck me that this is a great. You know, we a lot of us want our friends, our family, our neighbors to come to church. Uh, we know that we are supposed to. If you're if you're listening, I did air quotes. Um, we are supposed to invite them to church. Um, but sometimes, well, why do we do that? Why should they? Well, because it's it's right. <laughs> um, so this is a this is a great opportunity to have a different kind of answer uh, for the come to church question or invitation that is right. that that intersects directly with a need that so many people feel. Uh, because what is Many of us, I mean, certainly I was, I don't know about the two of you, I was raised in the church from the time I was two. So a certain part of me, um, well, I go to church on Sundays now because I have to. <laughs> <laughs> Prior to that, a certain part of me, especially growing up, um, went to church because that's what we did. That's what, what I did. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have people in our, we have disciples of Cornerstone. You may be one who's listening. Um, who have been a part of a church for 50, 60, 70 years. Yeah. Why do you stay? What keeps you coming back? Yeah, because you could read your Bible at home and get probably a lot of the same stuff. Maybe not Mm -hmm. the, you wouldn't receive the Lord's Supper, but you could hear about Jesus. You could hear about his work for you, but you're missing the, the big element of other people. Yes, yeah, um, part of it is we come maybe because we always have. Maybe we come because we know it's the right thing to do. Uh, maybe we come because the Bible says to. But I think that for a lot of us, uh, whether we know, kind of recognize it or not, a big part of the reason we keep showing up is because we find community there. <laughs> because we find... Oh, yeah. Um, and I, Aaron makes this point all the time. Uh, some people struggle uh, to, to be included or be welcomed into that, into that community. But for those of us who've stuck around, it's because we find something, we find a community uh, uh, there. Um, and so what I would encourage uh, for those who are watching, those who are listening, is think about that. Is that true for me? Um, what am I getting out of this beyond the Bible says to do it, um, beyond it's the right thing to do? Uh, for me, I would answer that question by saying, you know, I, a lot of my a lot of my friends and my closest relationships are in the church. Um, I find here people who um, care about what's happening in my life, who ask about what's happening in my life, and who um, 
you know, celebrate with me when I'm celebrating and, and um, walk along with me when I'm, when I'm struggling as well. Um, mm-hmm. So I would answer that way. I would encourage those who are listening to also think through what are you getting out of this in terms of a relationship connection? And it's okay, by the way, to say that we get something out of church. (laughs) We should. (laughs) Jesus wants us to. He offers (laughs) it to us. Um, But, you know, can I kind of get that answer ready? Um, What do you get out of this? And be ready to share some of that. Yeah, I also do a lot of like, and this is just my nature, right? We're all find somebody at church that like has like this certain like hobby or something, right? Mm-hmm. And then I'll find one of my atheist friends that has like the same hobby, right? Mm-hmm. And I try to connect those two, right? Because I'm like, oh, well, I've got a friend at church that does that same thing, which is always like weird things. You know, I think God does that on purpose. Maybe. But like, I'm right. <laughs> like, I'm really good at like connecting people in my brain and I'm not connecting them to be like, you need another Jesus person in your life. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I'm just like, you guys both have like the same weird interest right? Like you guys should really talk, right? And so I do a lot of that or like, even I'll invite my friends to church to be like, you should not to church to see Jesus. I'm like, Hey, I'm singing at church. Come meet this guy that I'm like, I'm talking about, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? And so like, that happens a lot with me too, where it's like, I just put people together, like, you know, and I, I don't even think about the Jesus part of it. I know I probably should, but in my brain, I'm more focused on like this atheist is coming to church to meet this person, not to hear about Jesus. And hopefully they'll hear me saying, I usually say that, (laughs) but that's just me. (laughs) That's a good reason to be there. (laughs) Yeah. So I I kind of do the same thing. Like I, uh, Austin, who is a lot of times on this podcast with us, he's really into formula Mm -hmm. racing and he's gotten me into it. Uh, and two of my neighbors who are non-churched are really into it. So we've all just been getting together and watching the races together. And it's oh. just another opportunity for them to meet another Christian person who's not a giant. Well, Austin's a little weird, but he's not a giant weirdo. So it's just <laughs> he's another, an average sized weirdo. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, usually you have to whisper like, he's Christian. Like you have to say it like that when you're introducing him. But other than that, it's fine. <laughs> so let me say this. We're going a little far afield, but we're also getting perilously close to something that is worth saying. Um, the rest, that sounded weird. <laughs> <laughs> Perilous. Oh, man. <laughs> um, we're, we're, there's something I want to say. How about that? <laughs> Could have just said that. Um, yeah. <laughs> As Andrew talks to us and Aaron, you said the same thing, Uh, you know, two church guys uh, who are into Formula One and therefore I'm connecting my unchurched friends who are also into Formula One. And when we label them unchurched friends, um, there's a there's a caution here. And I know I'm not saying you're doing this, Andrew. Um, I'm actually going to affirm you when we get there. Uh, (laughs) But there's a caution here, right? Uh, because one thing that's really, really important is that we don't have agenda-driven friendship, right? Um, right. What I also want to say is two things can be true. Um, I said this earlier on, connecting with my form- the, the Formula One neighbors, um, because we like Formula One, we both like the same thing, and, and I want those connections. Um, at the same time, they are not yet followers of Jesus, and I want that for them too. Right. Um, and so I'm going to look for opportunities. <laughs> yeah. Um, as I, as I am connected, as I'm spending time with people who don't yet have the hope of Jesus that I have, that I have, and that I want for them, I'm going to look for opportunities to share that. 
but I'm not friends with them so that <laughs> and not saying anybody can do that, but I want to kind of, you know, send up the caution flag racing connection. Um, <laughs> I see what you did there. Send up the caution flag that says the, the, the friends, the neighbors, the, the person at the swim meet will be very disappointed to find that you made that relationship so that you could talk right. faith with them. Exactly. What's also true is that you can have a relationship with them for the sake of having a relationship with them while also looking for opportunities to, to talk faith. Right. Yeah. I don't hang out with them simply so that they can become Christian. If it never happens, I'll still be good friends with them. I, mm -hmm. I hope it happens eventually because I, I want them to know Jesus, but. But looking fact. for those opportunities while you're with right. them is not, this doesn't mean I'm being deceptive. Right. Right. What's funny is, right. What's funny is when I'm actually introduced to more like atheists, right. By my other atheist friends. Right. And they always introduce me like, oh, she's a Christian, but she's, she's a good one. Like she's a good one. Or like, she's, she's, she's a normal one. Right. Like that's how my husband says it. No, she's normal, but she's mm -hmm. Christian. Like he's like, she's normal. And I'm like, why are you introducing me that way? It sounds weird. <laughs> no, actually, I would take that as a, as a big, a big sign of success. I probably do, but at the same point, it's like, why do you have to caveat it? <laughs> <laughs> you know why? Yeah. I do know why. <laughs> it's like, no, she's okay to hang out with. She's not going to like try to convert you today she's not gonna sprinkle holy water on you she's cool <laughs> right, there was a another topic we talked about possibly getting into but i think this actually feels like a pretty good stopping point to me yeah yeah i think this was good aaron would you mind praying for us absolutely dear father in heaven thank you so much for putting all of the people that are in our lives and in relationship with us and helping us walk beside them in whatever they're doing Help us to show them that they are loved by you and in turn, they are loved by us. Help us show them a place that they can fit in no matter what's happening. Help us try and cure the world of loneliness, even though that sounds like an insurmountable task, but you are the God that sees and does all. So we're gonna pray that too. And uh, help us make sure that everyone knows that their place is with Jesus. And in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. It's Thank insurmountable you. if we try to cure the whole world or do anything to the whole world. But if all two billion Christians would connect with two people, it's done. Yep. There you go. That's it. So for all you, right, so two there. people. Find two. Everybody, two people. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, <laughs> like us Ready, break. <laughs> <laughs> See you next week. Thanks for joining us for the Pack the House show. For more content like this, or to connect with us, visit our website, cornerstonelutheran.church.